Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Pretty good, Joe. Just uh, sitting in my basement on an otherwise beautiful night. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I got a lot done today, so it's like, yeah, we were going to try to record Sunday, but you had plans and they fell through, but then I made plans with the wife, um, my sister-in-law, took the kids overnight Sunday night so the wife and I watched a inappropriate movie in the living like not in a but in our rated movie in the living room we don't ever get to do that anymore yeah for sure cool so that's nice to have those are little blessings for a family with children right right and it's just like all of a sudden she's like hey I'm taking the kids it's like go for it yes thank you yeah yeah I mean, wait, no, darn. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna miss him so much. Joey's bounce, Joey's bouncing off the walls, and Jackie's entering that pissy preteen. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, I can feel her eye rolls. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You just, you want to show the belt? I do, but it's like you don't. It's like, it's like you know what, kid. Back in the day, we did not get away with that. Nope. But you know what? She only really does it is when I make a stupid dad joke. And if I take a step back and, like, look at the... It's like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of get it. I, I would have eye-rolled my parents, too. Yep. But, and again, I... Well, no, I... That's the thing. My, my parents never really... So my mom, when I was really little, spanked me. My dad never did, senior never did, but I was always so afraid of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I never, my dad never laid a hand on me either, but I was a relatively good kid. My sister was a terrible <laughs> child, teenager, young 20s, whatever. So, yeah, she got she got smacked around a little bit. And yeah. She freaking deserved it. That sounds and like uh... watching that was enough to know that, yeah, I never wanted anything to do with my dad. I still right. don't. Yeah, you learn he's, by example. He's 60-something. I want nothing to do with him. Oh, I got you. I, you know, that old man strength thing. Yep. And... You, well, you know what? The only time Senior ever laid a hand on me, I was 13 years old. We were racing at Fun City in Otsego. Um, it used to be a mini golf course, and there used to be an RC track off to the side. And I was racing modified buggy, and I was way overpowered. I don't know if you're familiar with brushed motor wines. Yep, a little bit. But on this little track, it was maybe 75 by 40, maybe. I put an 11 double in my buggy. Oh, yeah. Thinking more power, the better. I, I, w I was in that mindset. and. Sure. My mom was there, like the whole family was there that Saturday for some reason. And I go, and I'm like, God, my car's not working. I can't figure it out. And my mom's like, well, wh why don't you put in a slower motor? I go, shut up, Mom. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut your fucking Ooh. mouth. Senior grabbed me by the back of the neck, lifted me up. 
I didn't. My feet did not touch the ground until we got to the car, and he like threw me against the car and said, "Wait for your mother. You're going home." <laughs> so right there, oh, yeah. Man, oh, did you earn that one? I did. And you know, out of all, I'm sitting here thinking, out of all the times that I should have gotten the belt. That's probably the really only, like, really legit time to where it's like, right. yeah, I, I deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So, you got results, including your you playing Alphabet Soup at the MNRC race at FTR? Yeah, we might as well start out with, uh, we finally got to have the MNRC round one. Uh, Joe was announcing up in Foley minnesota at full throttle rc raceway and uh yeah i i had absolutely no interest in racing on saturday i had no idea that i was gonna come show up on sunday even when i woke up on saturday yeah uh i woke up in brainerd i had my dog i drove home i drove by ftr you know relatively yeah And at that point, I started thinking, you know what, I'm going to check the weather tomorrow. And I did that, and it looked like it was going to be pretty decent. So I went home, mounted up that new buggy motor, broke it in, and I was ready to go Sunday morning. I was so happy to go racing. Yeah. But you, you could not pay me to race in what those guys qualified in Saturday. Yeah. Um. For weather. It was funky for sure. It it was cloudy and muggy and it it was a heat index of 104 at the peak of the day. No thanks. You know what's really nice though. So in that booth, you've been in that booth with the AC pounding. <laughs> yep. So for the majority of the day, I had the air conditioner pounding on. As so nice for me. As it should be for you know somebody that's volunteering their well. Well, not I, no, their no. Time, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got paid, but. <laughs> yep, for sure. So, I want to say that from your race from the C main to the B main were two totally different races because the C main, I don't want to say you barely bumped, but you you were flirting with maybe not bumping, and in the B main, you just walked away. I am, I'm still a little bummed you didn't race the A. <laughs> The first 15 minutes of the C-Main, I was doing everything in my power not to bump. I, I couldn't keep the car on the track. The uh, I'd, I don't do setup. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows this. Yeah. Um, so the car was not dialed in for the track conditions at that time. I picked... I thought I was picking a great tire. I picked a terrible tire. <laughs> and... Um, but aside from that, I was driving really inconsistent. I, I was going off the lane. I was crashing. And myself and uh, Aaron Wasleski were just basically teeter-tottering back and forth, crashing each other back into the bump spot. Yep. And then eventually, eventually Trouble ran into Trouble, and he got himself one or two laps down. Conrad did the same thing, and then I was sitting pretty. Oh, and... And, uh, oh no, Alekins had trouble in the B main, not the C main. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right. I got second in that B main, but for a long time I was in fourth. And at one point I was over half a lap down. Mm-hmm. And then and it was at that point that I was like, okay, 
I'm going to quit driving hard. I'm going to concentrate on these two angled lanes. So there's two angled lanes right now at FTR, and they both have right. decent-sized jumps on them where everybody goes off. Mm-hmm. And so I said, if I can clean this up, I might be able to reel Aaron back in and, and make this happen. And so I got it. I got that bump to the B. And then in the B, I chose the right tire, and my car just came alive. What and tire I did, did the, you end up on? I... It was on a soft reflex. Okay. So in the C main, I was on super soft fugitive light. Oh, yeah. And I was everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I picked a soft reflex for the B main, and then I did the exact same thing, and it played into my favor. The wind kicked up huge for the B main. Mm-hmm. So got, guys were struggling on those angled lanes again. So what I was doing was I was giving up some time to make sure that I was absolutely lined up perfect for both of those lanes before I would squeeze the trigger and yep. go for it. And guys were just crashing their brains out. And it, yeah, it was it was the best I've ever driven a nitro car. It was awesome. Yeah, that that was. And, you know, your front, was it your front right tire that was coming off? Yeah, and it was doing that from the start so i ended up using that front right tire in the c main because right before the c main started i noticed the front right tire which would have been the super soft fugitive lights that thing was all the way unmounted oh so i tossed that just that soft reflex on because we were pressed yep for time to get to the start of the race and uh yeah so that one had the full c main and the b main on it so you know what I noticed too, though, everybody—not everybody—I shouldn't say everybody. Most people that were having a bead problem, it was on the right side, whether it be front or rear. I wonder if it was just extra hard pushing on that side or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure that that shelf, the left the left hand turn before the triple, that shelf that we were all slamming into. Yep. I bet that thing was peeling tires off pretty good. Right, right. But yeah, I mean. So every, everybody's like, man, I, I talked to a few people when I was waiting to start the mini truggy main and you weren't there. They're like, man, Ryan was driving awesome. I'm like, yeah, he was driving like he had a front right tire coming off. Maybe if everybody else drove like that, they'd have a better race day. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. It, it was all about being, you know, slightly conservative and consistent. It was awesome. And right. then to speak to uh, the reason I didn't show. I have a few reasons I didn't show up for the A-Main. One, I've never really been interested in the 8th scale A-Mains because I can't contend I get it. For, the, for the top five. And I'm and not only that, I'm in the back, the yeah. back back. So all I'm doing all race long is pulling over for fast drivers. Sure. Okay, so that's one thing. Two, I'm super cheap. And I had already gone through two full sets of tires yep. that day. And I'm like, I am not going to spend $210 <laughs> on, you know, one racing class worth of tires. I don't blame so that you. That was number two. Number three was the biggest factor of all. I was tired and I was hungry. Yeah. And, and so I went to my buddy. I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's go get some lunch. Dude, did you, so did you come back at all and watch the A-Main no, but I watched it on. Uh, I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. Oh, dude, that was exciting. 
Cool. I, I only watched about the first five minutes of it, and just what I kind of observed is Kyle hadn't really hit a groove yet. He was he was driving kind of inconsistently, missing yeah. some of his lines a little bit. What happened after that? So what happened was Kyle had a right rear tire blowout on him totally. Oh, bummer. So he brings it in to get it changed with 10-ish minutes left to go, around there. Not a lot of time left. Tony Sletton takes the lead. Gets 20 seconds out in front of him. And then all of a sudden, I see like the first couple laps, Kyle getting onto the straightaway is just loose as shit like it was the wrong kind of tire, whatever, because they just threw a tire on. But then all of a sudden, bang, he's clicking down the time. He's clicking down the time. And like with a minute left to go, he's three seconds behind Tony, and he's driving so strapped, Kyle was. And Tony on that triple was doing the double single. Because the the wind was probably blowing like crazy. Oh, yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yep. On the second or third to the last lap, Kyle Last, yeah. Second to the last lap. Kyle Holmberg took the lead. Oh, man. On the last lap, Tony set up a sweet inside move to take over and take the win. Cool. I got to go back and watch the end of that race then. I see that. Kyle must have figured it out pretty quick because he, yeah, he, like I said, he was having some inconsistent laps at first, but it looks like about lap 10 or something, yeah. he took the lead for a good long while. I can't say that he walked away with it, but he was far out. He was yeah, far, far enough, enough to make a tire change. Yeah, but then the from before the tire change and after the tire change, he went from... His driving went from like a really good sponsor driver to what he is to so strapped it was like pro driver level. <laughs> cool. If dude, good for him. If, I'm sure I mean I'm sure that sucked to to get it back and then to lose it on the last lap, but just the just the effort in general. It was, was great effort. You know, I I know heroic. I know Kyle can drive really strapped for a little bit, but for the amount of time he drove strapped to make that comeback, I've never seen him drive that strapped for that long without making any big mistakes. Cool. Oh, that must have been a lot of fun to call. Yeah, oh, dude. I'm sitting there because nothing was really happening until like the last three four laps it's like kyle's kyle's getting there kyle's getting there kyle takes the lead and then here comes tony to the inside it was awesome (laughs) so yeah yeah so uh do you have main results up for buggy for nitro buggy yeah sure well i mean basically we covered it tony sletton won it and kyle holmberg got second uh who got third uh, Isaac Bayhoffer. Ah, yes. He's he's getting fast, man. Matthew Lust took the 40 Nitro A main. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was not. Truggy. Truggy was. What was Truggy? Truggy was. Um... Where are we at? Clayton. Yeah, Clayton won that one. I was trying to remember if he did win that one because I, I know he won the week after that at the. Yep. The FTR series race, which was just this past Saturday. No, Josh won last week. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, all Clint. right. Add that backwards. Yep. Um, what I was gonna say is, uh, Tony was leading that one, but he ended up third. He just kind of had a really long marshal and then drove a little hard and fell back. And then when he finally settled back into drive, it he ended up third, which is still really good. Yeah. He was second in the Truggy main. And uh, Kyle was able to get the overall in e-buggy. Yeah. Uh, looks like Sam won the A, A main too. Dude. That's pretty cool. He walked away from everybody yeah it looks like he had a lap up on second third and fourth so dude it was he he just drove he drove that so everybody in that main in in the pack was driving absolutely strapped sam was driving like you but with a better line when your tire was Mm -hmm. coming off just consistent banging out the quick laps the easy laps because if you're doing a 24 second lap, but then you have a crash, because a crash is going to be six seconds minimum on that layout, but he's banging out 26 second laps, you know, you're you're going to fall behind if you're trying to bang out those 24s. So, unless you're very cool, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good racing action that weekend. You know, I ended up six in mini truggy. I. I'm frustrated with myself. I had the truck to win it for sure. I had 40 seconds of mistakes in that main. Yeah, you you effed the dog pretty hard on the first lap too. Yeah, I did. And, and again, announcing and racing, don't get me wrong, running the mini truggy on that layout was a lot of fun. But I couldn't give it my full effort because literally I'm charging batteries under the announcer's desk. I can't make any changes, all that. I had Sparky to help me announce the mini truggy and the sportsman, so that was nice. Cool. No, but it was a great weekend. Dude, it was, I want to say 118 entries we ended up with, something like that, with like 60 unique drivers. It was around that general area. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very successful MNRC kickoff to the season. Yep. Hey, so Seth wasn't there because he was at PNB. Yeah, he, um, so that finish was a whole lot closer than I thought. Are you speaking about him and Tebow? Yeah. Okay. Yep, at the Psycho Nitro Blast. Him, Tebow, and Mayfield. So, Tebow had a clean run. Seth had a fast run. Seth ended up a couple seconds behind Tebow. Yep. But still excellent. And then, but Seth took second place on the last lap. And after he took second place, Mayfield flipped right before the loop. He was pushing Seth. Okay. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was the the fruition of, you know, what we all thought he could eventually do. Yes. So he's he has now arrived. He put it together. Like it was it was really cool um when he when he TQ'd um helped me out DNC. What was that dirt nitro challenge? Yep. And you know, we were hoping 
for a good finish. It didn't happen. He had a pretty good run in Truggy, but yeah. this is this is it. This was his coming out party. Right. Um, good for him. Yeah, for sure. He finished somewhere like fifth in e-buggy. Yeah, yep. Awesome. You know what sucks, though? He's not on the top 25 list yet. Well, he's he's done he, two big races yeah, he'll in get the last there. six months. But so, so is everybody else. Right. He did something else before that. Was it SIC? He did something else before that that, that he did. That one probably didn't even count. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You have to have enough ranked drivers for it to count. So. Right. Um, do you want to get into um, any more results? or? Yeah, well, uh, and then we'll... we backed up yeah. the, the MNRC series race at full throttle. That was two Saturdays ago. This past weekend, they had... Uh, their second round, I believe, of their point series. Second or third. I think uh, it's third. Um, let's see here. Kyle won Nitro Buggy over Tony, so they did a flip-flop there. Yep. Seth Seth ended up finishing fourth or third. Uh, Truggy, that's the one that Josh Ford won. Clayton finished second. Sean third. Yeah. And... Our favorite class on this is open four-wheel drive, a.k.a. the Truggy class, which always gets won by a four-wheel drive buggy driven by Sam Savakul. Yeah. And backed up by Sean Van Dalen in second and Ben Savakul in third. I'll tell you what, I've seen um, Sam lay down laps with Ben's truck. And guess what? We have a... But we, we don't have a chance of beating him either way. But we have a better chance of beating him with his four-wheel buggy. What sure. he does with the mini truggy is just amazing. Cool. Yep, Sam's so, a great driver. He's, dude, he's, when the Savakuls, when I first started remember, uh, like, I know the Savakuls have always been around, but I started remembering seeing them at, 2012-ish. Um, well, that's actually when they got back into when Ben got back into racing. Okay. Yep. Um, Sam was racing, and I forget his other son's name. Both of his sons were racing. Sure. One son didn't like it. He quit. He was actually took it a little too serious. I I think I think it just was kind of eating him alive that he wasn't getting the results he wanted. Sure. So he's just like, yeah, we're done. And then, um, so it's just Sam and Ben, and then all of a sudden, 2016, I'm like, Sam's beating me. What the <laughs> hell? You know what I mean? And it yeah. just came out of nowhere because it's like one race, I'm putting him the average, oh, two laps down. And then as all, it, all, it felt like the next week he's putting me a lap down. It was like one of those things. It's like all of a sudden a switch flipped in his head, and he's like, oh, okay. So, um, so did you read the Ryan Lutz blog that I sent you? Yes. Yeah, I, I had actually read uh, his post before you sent that to me. Okay. So I'm going to let everybody know, because not everybody read it, because... Live RC didn't cut, you know, Live RC, they're really good at like posting our podcast or 
posting the latest servo horn. But they had a piece of news sitting there, and they did not post it. It's kind of frustrating. Although I did search his name on LiveRC, and I found old articles that Eric Swanson wrote. And, dude, I miss Eric Swanson writing for LiveRC. Um, like there was, like the first one was Ryan Lutz signs a 10 year contract with Durango subtitle. What the blank? (laughs) (laughs) Just just stuff like that. Eric was a fun writer. Uh, anyway, so to give everybody context, basically Ryan Lutz did not go to the psycho nitro blast because I see it is, uh, I see it as a cop-out myself, but we'll get your... Because you were a team manager, so we'll get your opinion in a second. But he said, I love this race, but I do not believe in the psycho stuff, the girls, the monsters, all that. It's against God. (sighs) He's an end-of-days guy, too. He really is. Like, he legitimately thought the world was going to end in 2012. Right. So that's kind of, but it's like, and I mean, I have nothing bad to say against Christianity. The only thing I can say is it's not for myself. But I don't think his career is going to come back from this. So as a team manager, let's say, so I know Fox Racing was very competitive to get on, but you had room. So let's say you only had two spots on Fox Racing, and your top driver did that. Would he be on your team in 2021? I don't want to speculate at all. I'm, I'm just going to to talk about how I feel about this specific instance. And I'm actually, I'm 180 degrees from where you're at on it. And the reason is I, I grew up around a lot of devout Christians Mm -hmm. and I know where their faith comes for them. It comes before everything else. And you can look at it as hypocritical because, oh, well, he attended this race before. He was basically the spokesperson for it. He what's kinda, different now? Yeah, he kind of mentioned well, what's that. Dif- what's different now is that you can tell that he was struggling with this all along. Because yeah. on the one side, it's this awesome race. It's, it was probably his most fun race of the year when you just look at the racing, the okay. track, the racing, the weekend. But when you look at everything else, and like you said, the the girls, the the kind of demonic tone that it takes on, sure. I I can't blame him one bit, because like I said, he's a man of faith, and that comes first to those people, absolutely. And in the case of of being a team manager for a large brand, um, I I gotta respect that, and it's not like he skipped the worlds. You're right, but it is. 
And I totally disagree. I don't think it's going to negatively impact his career at all. I think he's just going to catch flack from the same bullies that give flack to everybody on Facebook, and literally that's it. So I, I don't speculate on where or why or how strong people's face are because that is their business you know what and you have to respect it for sure and i don't i don't want to say i disrespect lutz's decision but i look at this as our professional rc racing it's not going to come to an end but it's going to shrink yeah, for sure. If I if I can put a cap on my statements too, I am bummed. I'm yeah. bummed that I don't have my. Let's just say he was my number one driver. I'm really bummed Dude. that he's not at the first huge RC race post pandemic. But also, just taking it hand in hand, it's just the psycho nitro blast. Uh, it it was just a psycho nitro blast. But this time, usually at the Psycho Nitro Blast, it's Lutz and Tebow, and then everybody else. Right. But this time you had Mayfield, you had Cav, you had Van Dalen, Tebow, Rivkin. Yep. You had them all. Yep. And I honestly don't see Agama taking a hit from this. Uh, no, are, I don't see Agama taking super, a hit. They're super, super strong in the regions that they are strong in right now. And yeah, obviously it's not going to help expand it. So the re- the reason I also so if Ryan Lutz was winning, let's say, but he wasn't going to. And let let's say he was winning the races before COVID hit, and he did this. I think it would be. I I think I would have a different mindset behind it if that makes sense because he. Sure didn't make the main at the DNC for Nitro Buggy. And let's be honest, that's all that really matters is Nitro Buggy. Yeah, it's it's cool if you win Truggy. It's cool if you win E-Buggy. But, man, there's nothing like a Nitro Buggy win. That that track in and of itself, though, is so unique. No, Um, it is. It is. But but where where I see Ryan running and practicing and racing... His car's really freaking good. It is. On that type of stuff. And I think he would have done well at Psycho Nitro Blast, but I don't think he would have won it anymore. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah. So let's say Billy looks at it the way I'm looking at it. Not the, I think him and I think Billy will look at it more the way you're looking at it. He's a team manager for Agama. Well, if you don't, if you don't do that, you're going to get, you know, pitchforks from the the Christian side of RC racing, which is actually sure. pretty strong. It's it's big, yeah. Yep. But l- let's say, okay, let's say Ryan comes back and does the rest of the races, but he doesn't perform at what his salary requires. Right. Guess what? Techno's sitting on three top dogs right now. Team Associated has... Uh, Guy, what's his face? He took almost dead last in the main at uh, PNB, but he had an issue. I forget his name. 
But you have him sitting there. We're talking about. We're not talking about either Angaro or no. Rivkin, aren't we? No, I'm talking. Um, he's coming up. He's one of Rivkin's homies. Okay. But you have these younger, more hungry drivers that have more miles that they can put on the clock. That that's all I'm looking at. But Lutz does have a positivity, and he does the videos like Drake and all that, which is cool. But how far is that going to take you in a competitive realm like this? That's just a thought I had. I I really like the person Ryan Lutz is, and I hope it didn't screw his career is what I'm looking at. Right. Because neither of us know what Billy is thinking. What if um, Nemo goes... I don't think this will as much as just, like you say, what really matters is is future results. Right. I think he's going to get a pass on this one. None of the other races... He's not going to have a problem with any of the other races okay. on, a, on a moral level. So uh, there's plenty of other big ones to hit and represent. Sure. And I honestly... I, I don't even know what his full package is anymore, but as long as he's got a reliable package, I think he'll be fine at, you know, races like the nationals and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think he's going to miss an a main at something like that. Let's hope not. He also missed another big main in the UK. It used to be the huddy race. It's not the huddy race. What am I thinking? It used to be Neo buggy race. It's something else. Right. now, And he missed that mean if i remember right he had it was something reliability yeah wise that kept him out of that but right. um yeah yeah it'll be interesting to follow um i i think he knows that he's on the tail end anyway yeah. of this whole thing yeah right so um yeah, yeah he interesting. is he is he's on the tail end because I'm not sure. Does he have kids? I know he has a wife. No, I, I don't know anything about his personal life. I don't either. I mean, I know... If, if, I had, if I had to guess, I'd say he has a whole bucket load of kids. Yeah. Kids take a hit in your focus. That type of thing. Like, uh... I, I just think that maybe he goes home and, man, he... I bet you I bet you he's at the point of, of his life to where it's like, dude, this isn't what I want anymore. Think about how bad it would suck if you have your wife and kids sitting at home and you gotta be gone from Wednesday to Sunday every week. Right. Well, he should go join a union. Yeah, he should. He's the, he's the per he's the perfect age for it. He could he can get into cranes. Yeah. Except you uh were sitting at home yesterday. What the hell? <laughs> it happens. That's construction. Uh, I know. Job got job got canceled late, and I'm still towards the bottom of the seniority list, as and I will be for a little while. And uh, sometimes I got to sit home. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad about it because, and I I've had this discussion with my wife. It's like yeah, it's a bummer when I have to sit one or two days a week, but there's gonna be a time. Where 
both of us are going to look at each other and go, man, I wish you would get a day off one of these days. That is true. That is so. true. Um, let's see, what else do I have in my notes, man? I I mean, it's cool that we were able to talk so much about the LUT situation. But I didn't think yeah, it was I... great. I, I went on road racing on Sunday. How'd that go? I didn't know. Oh, it was fun. I I got lucky. Uh, uh, Tim, I don't know if it's Nafe or Nafe. Do you yeah, know? I don't know. But I know so who you're Tim, talking about. Tim, super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he showed up with a whole host of cars and his kid, and they both ran uh, Spec 12, which I don't think they were planning on running them, but they had them there with them. And I was sitting there in stock 12 trim because okay. I was expecting not to have a class anyway. So, uh, once those two cars showed up, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll switch my car back over to spec real quick. And we had a race. It was great. Is it just a body and a motor for you or do you change anything in the set? I know you're not a setup guy, but I still have to. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not huge on setup, but yeah. Um, I, I kept it really simple. Uh, I knew that I had a really consistent car that I could drive for eight minutes, even though I lose concentration somewhere in the middle yeah. there. The car is good um, for eight minutes, not necessarily you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just swapped the motor, changed the gearing. Um, yeah, I didn't even have to change springs because right now the, the side springs that I like in both cars are the same. And okay. So I, di- I didn't mess with wheelbase or ride height or anything because i'm on uh i have five sets of tires that are all the same size right now so yeah. uh how are they wearing for you the tires uh when i run it when i ran it in stock trim they wear a lot faster than spec oh sure sure the my stock car's fast That's... i mean i've got a i've got a really good kyle holmberg motor in oh, that thing and yep so it, it tears up the the tire pretty good compared to the spec class sure um yeah um what else do i got oh so was that the only heat of racing on sunday or was there any touring car no 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 so anthony swift i don't know if you know swifty at all yeah um he took the win in 17.5 ftm touring car followed by austin barlow and then i called the euro truck a main cool so that tj Barnes could race that, and TJ ended up finishing second to Joy Carlson in that. And uh, it's either it, it's Chris K or Kaye or okay K or something. Like, I don't know how to say his last name, unfortunately. But uh, Chris Chris ended up third there in Euro Truck. It was a fun race to call. I remember back in the day, I was my dad and I were the only ones with the hard to pronounce last name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's only going to keep, I mean, especially in Woodbury, you know, I'd, I, I got to feel like eventually some of the 3Mers are going to get pulled into RC racing and then oh, we'll yeah. have all kinds of wild names because it's a super international community around right. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're having an off-road race August 8th. I'm going to try to go. Cool. Ooh, that's gonna be a tough one to pull off, though. Because that... <laughs> I might, I might be there for support for a buddy of mine. I'm, I have this friend. His name's Benny Van Cleve. He yeah. used to race with Chang and some of the other guys. Yep. 
back in the day and I'm trying to get him back into RC right now. And so he's buying some stuff and, uh, hopefully spending some money at dollar hobbies too. So I'm, he might be there. I'll, I'll let you borrow my stadium truck to race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. What it, we're, um, let's talk about the class a little okay. bit okay. at dollar hobbies. Cause you, you and some other people I are s- very interested in it going to thirteen five, Right. Um, and in, initially what I said was that's stupid. Everybody that runs at MMR has a, a good seventeen five motor and they run it open timing. Now that being said, I didn't realize that uh, Thunder Road runs a thirteen five class as well. So that right. th- I guess I'm fifty fifty on it now. I could go either way, but I I think it's way more fun to have seventeen five open timing. I'll tell you what. Um, let's say I tried practicing with thirteen five open timing, and it was just a little too much for that little track. Well, yeah, that'd be wicked. That's basically mod 13.5 blinky is perfect but on the high side but i'll tell you what yeah but people from mmr are very unlikely to go to dollar because like i like to go just about everywhere that's not true i like to go just about everywhere Dwayne Dwayne fisher uh He's a crossover racer there. There's um, not a ton, though. There's not a ton. There's nobody that races stadium truck at MMR that comes to Dollar. Okay, People well, have, then what I want everybody to do is Thunder Road should switch yeah. to 17.5 open sure. timing because it's way more fun. But the thing is, the thing is, everybody's drawn a, a line order. in the st- sand. Everybody is drawn a line in the sand. Uh, you don't need a spending motor, You don't need you do a that. spending motor for 13.5 blink. Uh, Dude, it's... It, 13, I, wrong. I have a hot, hot motor in my truck, and 13.5 blinkies almost too, is too much. It really is. Like, I'm thinking about taking out the R1 and putting in an old monster. Because the monster 13.5 is still roar legal. So, it's, dude, it's, I'm telling you, it's... I would probably actually be better off with the seventeen five. I would probably be faster. I'm ha- I'm happy either way because seventeen five blinking in a stadium truck is slow and dumb. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, seventeen five blink. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Yeah, screw that. The only place that was ever fun, and it it wasn't even technically the class, but. Carlson used to race a 17.5 Blinky up at Wheel Brokers, which, you know, was pretty loose for most of the day. I'll tell you what. It's taken every bit of me not to call Jimmy and be like, hey, what if I were just to run the track? Oh, don't do that. Oh, we, don't need an, we don't need another track. Yes, we all miss that place. Yes, like, you're, you're right. We don't need another track, and I don't need the stress. But I miss it that much to where oh, I'm. Oh yeah. yeah, like uh, every day I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll shoot him a text. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a lot of work in front of you. There's nothing on that track. Oh yeah, I would. I would say. Keep I don't your... think. I don't think people. I don't think people would drive up there anymore, and I think that's evidenced by the fact that they stopped driving up there way back in 2016. That and dude, the weather back then was dog shit i remember most of the races getting rained out yep well that would have happened a lot this year too 
Yeah. Yeah. Eh, yeah. It would have happened several times. Yeah. You're not wrong, because that clay, man, it got waterlogged, and you were just done oh, for, like... Oh, yeah. Did I ever... Have I ever told you the story about when it was wet and soggy, and I put on carpet tires How, um, on my stadium truck? Why? <laughs> because it dug, it dug down into it. Okay. Everybody else had hole shots on, and they were slipping and sliding. Yep. And this, this was in practice, so I was like, nothing was working. I And back then, I had, like, ten different styles of stadium truck tires because i was trying to buy my way a win yep over john click in that class <laughs> and uh nothing was working so i pulled out some v2s put those on the back and then i you know i had whatever on the front you know they weren't staggers they, they were something like yeah. a v2 but right whatever um i put those on and i was like two and a half to three seconds faster a lap than everybody <laughs> in practice. And then they went out with a high powered blower yep. and got rid of all the fluff on top. And then I couldn't use those tires anymore, but it was for one battery pack practice session. It was awesome. That's the most fun I've ever had driving an electric vehicle. You know, maybe I'll start bringing carpet tires with me for, let's say it rains at MNRC race and it's really muddy. Right. That's not so a idea. I have a set of uh, pretty hard step pins. Yep. Those are money for that. They're for my mini truggy, but obviously they would work on a stadium truck oh, right, too. Right. Right. And then uh, I've got J-Con flipouts. I've got J-Con goosebumps. Those are all good for damp tracks. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm going up to um, Duluth this weekend. Actually, cool. the rain's going. I just looked. The rain. It's down to fifty percent on Saturday. So, sure, we're good to go. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Duluth because the MNRC is still planning on going to Duluth. Um, I think it's a weekend of the fifteenth of August. Okay, so before they were running seven people on the stand. They're like, okay, we'll up it to 10, but you have to wear a mask on the stand. Okay. I don't, I get where they're coming from. And what I say, I hate, I have to wear a mask at work now. Oh, bummer. And I dislike it a lot. But you know what? Well, yeah, we all do. Nobody likes it. I need my job. And... My want to race is greater than my hatred for masks. Right. Just I, just... I wore a mask all day at Dollar Hobbies except when I was eating. Yep. And then actually we didn't have very many people there. Yeah. So there were points where people were not even within 10 feet of me. Yeah. And then I, I didn't have it on right. at that point. Right. Um, which we don't have to. Right. Um. That'd be a different story if it was Saturday, <laughs> MNRC sure. at full throttle. Oh, dude. I would not. I wasn't there to begin with. I definitely wouldn't have been there if I had to wear a mask. Yeah, the stands were packed. But but we gave you know yeah I had the option to wear a mask or not wear a mask at FTR. At Duluth, you'll need a mask on the stand. At this point, everybody should have one. I don't care what kind. Yeah, get yourself the the teeny 
you know, the yeah. super thin medical ones, the throwaways. Yeah. It those, just... I mean, they, yeah, they, they don't choke you. Yeah. They're, they're better than the ones that people are making on their own, their own, you know, a lot of, a lot of wives and stuff like yeah. that are sewing masks basically together. Yeah. Them little thin throwaway medical ones, if you can get your hands on them, they breathe a lot easier than stuff right, like, right. like that. So, but yeah, that will be mandated this weekend and going forward until, well, they drop the restriction. So, yeah. Right on. Bring a mask to Duluth is what I'm saying. I'm excited to run the state champ. So, so I was... You know, announcing races at the MNRC, I didn't think I would get the itch to run A-scale Nitro Buggy, but I immediately got it. So when I got home Sunday night, it was my birthday, (laughs) and I started wrenching on my buggy that had been sitting there since October. I didn't finish it. awesome. Well, I didn't finish it until last Saturday until 2 in the afternoon because I had other stuff going on. I was wrenching it on it between doing other things, that type sure. of situation. And I hadn't touched it since October. So it was, I had to replace, you know, every seal in it and replace a couple parts and polish a couple of hinge pins just to get it right. I did do a little extra work. But it is definitely good to go for this weekend. I'm, right br- on. I'm bringing Joe 3. He's going to run his two-wheel buggy. I was going to haul ass and get his A-scale e-buggy ready to go, but they said novice is not allowed to run A-scale, which you can't blame those guys at all. Yep, that's a good move, I think. Well, Keep keep, keep those kids driving, you know, Pro 4s yeah. and two-wheel drive buggies and two-wheel drive short course. Right. You know, you're going to learn more throttle control with the 10-scale. But, a yep. you know, A-scale... I, I know exactly what they're talking about. A parent will give their kid an A scale, but they won't turn it down. You turn down the freaking car. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I, um, I'm gonna get. I would I would have at least finished my first MNRC race ever if I would have turned my car down, and I raced the Sportsman four wheel drive class. Yeah. Was it just were you skying over jumps and nosing it no, in? No, no, it was. So that was um, one of the one of the races where it blew out really bad. Yep. And so coming off the back stretch and getting your way into a, a right hand turn, there were huge holes, and I had a twenty two hundred kV motor, <laughs> and the thing, and I picked I picked the absolute best tire. You know, I nailed the tire, nailed the setup. Yep. My car was so freaking fast. And it was my first eighth scale race. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I went just tumbleweeding into that first turn and ended up, uh, what did I do? I I goofed up the steering somehow and wasn't able to finish the race. So I was trying to chase down. Uh, Zach Van Dalen got a better start than me. He was running that e-truggy oh, yep. at that point. Yep. So he was running an e-truggy in Sportsman, and I was going after him hard and just wadded it up. Yeah. Speaking so, of E-Truggy. That's cool. That's going to be a fun race. Yeah. That class is starting to take off. E-Truggy around the country. It is. Around the don't country. Don't use that terminology. Take off. That 
you say that about stadium truck too, and it, it's not like stadium truck is taking flight. They're come. Uh, okay, this is speculation, but Team Associated has been uh, so. This could be because of COVID, but you know what? They didn't have any issues getting in. Uh, well, they had issues, but now they don't have any issues getting in uh, DR10 kits and all that stuff. They are not getting in any more T6s. So that either tells me one of two things. They're totally discontinuing stadium truck or they're coming out with a new one. And that, you know, that's fine. Some people will buy it. Not, not very many. You know what I would be into? What? And I've, I've said it a dozen times on this podcast is a kit <laughs> that would do better up in Duluth because that's the most fun place to race stadium truck ever. You know, I don't know if except for wheel brokers. Have you have you dr- uh, driven your mini truggy in Duluth yet? No, but I don't need to to know that it would be an absolute blast. It totally blows away stadium good stadium truck in Duluth. It really does. It's, sure, it's, I just I really appreciate two wheel drive racing though though on that track on thursday nights when the moisture's coming up into the dirt and everything i think those those two-wheel drive classes are phenomenal there yeah mini it's love hate for me on larger tracks because it it is easy to get carried away with it and you know i got carried away at mnrc and that's why i didn't i didn't finish the race so like sean's track ftr I could clear everything no problem. Oh, yeah. It, it would have been, you know, awesome if the wind wasn't blowing 35 that, miles an hour. That did suck. When the wind starts kicking, um, I got a couple more notes before we get into questions here. Um, Heydays was canceled. They were going to try to go on with it and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, bang, it's not happening. Kind of side. Yeah, I got a quick one. Your yeah. your dad went racing at Thunder Road last weekend. Did he, oh. Have you talked to him at all? Uh, not about racing, really. I'm just, you know, every uh, everyday life shit I've been okay. talking to him about. But I ain't talked to him about racing at Thunder Road. Okay. I was wondering, um, I'm sure they're on a, you know, they've had two or three new layouts since the last, you know, we were kind of ranting and raving about how cool their layouts looked recently. And um, I was wondering if they were kind of sticking on that trend, or yeah, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to get out there eventually. Um, I gotta get out to the new track in Belle Plaine eventually too. Mm, what? Uh, we'll get to that. The questions. All right. When when we get to it. Um, Monday. So remember that really cool RCGP documentary that is gonna happen. The first episode of it yeah. comes out Monday. It's called Driven, um, not to be confused with the shitty movie that came out a while back. Um, There's been a lot of things named Driven. That's, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty popular name for stuff. Right, but I mean, I mean, dude, that 30 second promo, man, that was awesome. And the RCGP is coming back in 2021, so that this will be interesting. Because I hope they can either make it equal to what they did in 2019 or carry on momentum. I don't want them to lose 
any momentum. I want it to keep growing. But if it doesn't grow a little bit in 2021, I can't see him doing it the year after. Right. It's, it is 100% on companies like Associated and Agama and TLR needs to step up. They, they got, it's so awesome. The product that they put out. Yeah. Just the, the YouTube videos alone. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's head and shoulders above anything else. It's been so long since the live RC feeds have been good. I can't watch RC anymore unless it's, um, you know, one of those companies over in Europe that does, I think it's the same company that's contracted for RCGP. Yep. Um, I can't watch the other stuff because yeah. um, it's garbage. The PNB was amateur dog shit. That was not the Live RC crew. It was just streamed through Live RC. Okay. So, yeah, it was, especially at the end, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, I, I had to. I let my, my Live RC uh, bonus lap membership go. A long time ago. Well, yeah, they're not. It's, it's been it's been forever since I've seen a good race on there. When they need, I mean, I kind of get it, but when they need, what was it? The nationals? It was some big race that last year in 2019. Yeah, it was the nationals. They needed a main hobbies at the very last second to pay their way there, or a live RC went to Ben at the nationals. That sucks. Dude, I mean, maybe there's room for competition there. I mean, I love Live RC. I love their scoring program. But, dude, so they miss the Lutz story. They're not going to big races anymore. I mean, all they're doing is announcing the new Servo Horn and the next Ran Out of Talent podcast or the next Hobby Plex podcast, all that stuff. I mean. Shameless, shameless plug, Joe. I know. Shameless. I know. Hey man, I like the Hobbyplex podcast. Yes, that one. Yeah, get good info off of it. Um, let's see what else do I got. Um, five ten release their schedule. Go to their Facebook page. Their opening race. Whoop, whoop. Seven yeah. races. Seven races. Two drops. Yep, I'm sure there'll awesome. be weekly club racing between that. Yep. Um, September twenty sixth is the first race. I mean, let's. I'm going to try to get Mod Buggy going again. I'm going to be in that group. Oh, man. Just just let it die. It shouldn't die, though. People should. Of course it shouldn't die. But there also shouldn't be two 17-5 classes. You're, you're 100% right. And, you know, I always told Chris, just call it open buggy. Open two-wheel, open four-wheel. And he's like, dude, that would kill my business. And I'm like... It might, it might not. It is definitely a risk. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it would, you know, it's so much more fun to drive. It isn't even close for for a decent driver. Right. If if you're a above average, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a little bit above average. I'm definitely not fast. I'm not elite, but I'm I'm good enough to where I have a lot of fun. With a mod buggy on clay. Right, right. You know, and then, like, for drivers like me, I'm probably the same boat. 
But when you hit that lap just right, there's a feeling you get. You, oh, yeah. You don't get it with stock. You don't. Because stock, it's just clicking off the same lap. Oh, your fast lap was two-tenths faster than your average lap. But when you hit that lap that's seven, eight-tenths faster than anything you can do in stock, that is just awesome. But at last, uh, we're going to try. I mean, dude, I mean, the sponsor driver should be eating this shit up. I know, dude, Clayton's always for Mod Buggy. Yeah, they were until they weren't. Them guys all let me left me out to dry the last time I showed up with a Mod Buggy setup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might get a new clay buggy. The problem buggy. with those guys is they they want to race with the best competition and if all of these super fast guys are sticking with that stock class that's what the sponsored drivers are going to race because they're sick of just having four guys in mod buggy but if the majority of the guys that are at top of stock let's say four out of five of them all decided to run mod guess what that last guy is going to follow yeah they're they're not very brave no, it's with, sickening. With the classes that they pick. I'll tell you what. We but it the whole landscape has changed. It isn't three years ago anymore. No, and we don't have two full heats of mod four wheel drive and one full heat of mod two wheel drive. It just doesn't exist anymore I'll, because everybody wants a freaking trophy. I'll tell you this right now, younger. And that's the that's the truth too. Younger everybody guys wants a freaking trophy. They do. But I'll tell you this, younger guys, younger than 35, you're not going to get any better racing stock. You're not. You might get a little better with traffic and whatnot. But, I mean, I, I know the guys around here, you're already maxed out on lap times. It's not getting any better. Um, guys like me, guys our age, we're not going to be able to maintain the speed we're at now. With racing stock, we're going to get lazy. We're going to get relaxed. I mean, mini truggy helps, but man, it's not the same skill level to drive a mini truggy as it is a two wheel mod buggy. Not even close. Yep. So, I, I, I'm just. Last time I'm getting on, hopefully there'll be a mod buggy class. That would be great. It's, it's super fun. It, it's not like stock buggy isn't fun but yeah i i enjoyed driving it in that building um you don't have to have a super cool motor and a super cool battery right which is nice um and for me i i really don't i don't tear up, up my tires um maybe 10 or 15 percent more than I do in stock because our our stock cars are pretty damn fast now. Yeah. So yeah. they're not they're not easy on tires like they used to be. Okay. Back in like 2015, my stock buggy was pretty easy on tires. I could get a lot of runs out of one, but I can't anymore. I would say in the beginning of 2019, we tried running mod. That's the last time I tried running it. And you're right. It's like my tires were gone in a race day. At least my rears were. So, I don't know, man. 
it's just something we've been talking about. Hopefully, and hopefully it happens. And if it doesn't, well, I'm still gonna run buggy, but I'm not. I always want to say I'll just run my mini truggy, but you know what? That's not true. I'm still gonna run buggy. And guess what? I'm gonna get I'm, a new one here pretty soon. I think. I'm I'm kind of considering. Um just running mini truggy at those races because if if my friend benny does get into two-wheel drive buggy racing it's for him it's going to be it's going to be carpet because he lives down in lakeville so or farmington so mmr won't be too bad and dollar hobbies won't be too bad Mm -hmm. but i i know he's not going to want to drive two hours one way to the 510 so unless he uh, gets bit by the bug yeah, it, and we'll see because he's a motocross guy, so that's still he's got another hobby that is always going to be more prevalent than RC. Sure. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. Right. Right. It, and it, and it might be he might be in for a year and gone because that happens to a lot of people. Well, that happens so. to a ton of people. Yep. Um, I forget. Tim, but I, I Tim will Smith has a name for certain carpet races. Yeah, I, I'm sure this isn't your buddy, but Tim Smith has a name for people like uh, that. They're called meteors. <laughs> what happens they, is they pass by once every ten years. Or they whatever. come, they come in, they get super excited about it, and then they develop their own opinions on how things should be ran, and then they're like, "Hey." Let's take this group of friends I made and let's convince them to come over here instead of be where they were before I started. And then let's quit <laughs> type situation. Yeah, yeah I, I hope he doesn't, but it's, it's totally possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just thought he came up with that analogy. I'm like, holy shit, that's been happening since I started racing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of people that get in and they find out that, you know, stiff competition isn't for them. Yep. Or they can't deal with douchebags because we have those too. And it's like, well, there's, I mean, there's douchebags in every hobby. Right, right. RC's no different. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I've been watching the pre-registration for um, Duluth and it looks like two-wheel drive buggy is going to be the class. Cool. I don't have tires or. This I, is for state champs. You're talking. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been. Just... I think. I think I'm gonna end up going to Rick's. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I think I'm gonna go to Rick's, race my nitro buggy, and then go to Cedar Lake and watch some real racing. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing I had in my notes. There's a new RC meme page. It takes digs at people that. It's pretty gnarly, but there's a lot of funny shit on it. It's called <laughs> Mimo Buggy. I posted a link in the RC Racing Group. It's not for kids. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly. Like um, the one today, who I, it, it's just about them calling out the pedos at the track and shit. But sure. the, then there's another one that's funny as hell. It goes, Team Associated Engineers releasing their new SC10 vehicles. Change the body, copy and paste, based on nine-time Roar Short Course National Champion. Number three is just question marks. 
Number four is free up unused warehouse spaces. It's just a funny... <laughs> it's a funny page. But, yeah. Um, so we got a total of two questions tonight. And one covers Hey-o. covers uh, Bellplane track. Which, I ain't know where Bellplane was. I mean, I kind of did, but I, I've never really been there. So I Google mapped it. I'm only an hour away. It's the home... It's the home of Supercross and Motocross champion Ryan Dungey. Ah, okay, okay. This one goes, so what does it take to get your track in the MNRC list? My brother-in-law and I built a Roar A-scale spec track. Oh, it's in Blooming Prairie. I said Bell Plain. I've never heard of that. It's in Blooming Prairie. And we're wondering, what does it take or who should I get a hold of? Well, I would say get a hold of Corey Hens. I mean, we're always looking to maybe add a new track here or there. If it's... Oofta. That's... How far is that it? That one's out. It's out there. Okay. Um, it's down towards Iowa. Okay. Okay. I told him I would uh, show him a thing or two about race directing. Ah, it's an hour and 52 cool. for me. That's not terrible. 117 miles. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's if everything goes perfect. It's that far from you. If Joe Three's um, not with me. I mean, it, it's basically Albert, Albert Lee. If Joe Three's not with me, I'm going to make it there in an hour and 25 minutes. Um, I keep it around the speed you know what, limit it, when I have a kid with me, but it would, it would be cool to it would be cool to have another MNRC race, or just um, you know if they had one big summer race yeah. or whatever, and a bunch of us supported it, that'd right. be pretty cool too. That too, that too. Um, so have you seen pictures or anything? I have not yet. I, I saw the beginnings, like where they were going to put the track, but I haven't followed it since. Okay. So What are we waiting for here, Junior? I don't know, man. I just, so much going on. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like with the quarantine, I had absolutely nothing going on. And now that the quarantine is basically over, I've overly submerged myself into absolutely everything again to where it's yeah. hard to keep up. I mean, going to the gym again six days a week, racing again weekly, doing two podcasts a week uh, or every other week or whatever, because I do the MMA one. Sure. I racing if I, I haven't turned on I racing in a week and a half. So, yeah. It's, I was having a ton of fun racing ARCA last week. I was having a blast. Uh, so you missed out because the races at Texas were, if you wanted it to be, they were so clean and just, that's a really fun track for that car. That's also, uh, Homestead was similar to that. Super okay. clean. I don't own that one. So I, I'm pretty stingy lately. Uh, I don't the racing. Dude, uh, so. my job is basically falling off a cliff. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a job through this next slow period because I'm on the list of people that go down with the ship. Sure. And my shop has been open since 1968. 
So, but you know, I'm I'm gonna get a little stingy here too. Uh, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you were looking for a job when you found that one. So. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, I wasn't. <laughs> when you got skilled, you know what I mean, though. It's a, yeah. Every job I've had, my friend, a friend of mine goes, hey, you want to work here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not every job, but my last three, my last three jobs are like that. Just gnarly. Uh, I'm going to try to call somebody into the show here real quick. Okay. Who are you trying to call? It's a surprise. Okay. He might not pick up, so... Okay. Really well, I'll pull up the next question then. Let me find it. Do, 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 do screenshots. Uh, Mike O'Connell says, "Any tips for introducing a fourth grader to racing?" <sighs> Is the person picking up? Are just, you just keep doing what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Make sure wherever you race that they have a sportsman class. Don't, you know, I noticed something. Don't let your kids try to mimic, like, don't let them know that there's professional RC racing out there. Let them have fun. Kind of shelter them from that world. And the reason I say that is because Joe 3 and this is a gaming world. Joe three watches gaming videos of like Fortnite and uh, Roblox and Minecraft and shit like that. Sure. And he mimics them, and he becomes an asshole when he does it. He's not having fun. He's just right. trying to mimic all these pro game. It's like, dude, that's not what it's about. And then he like flips the fuck up. And it's like I have to ground him off the computer for like a couple days when he freaks out about it <laughs> that type of thing sure so did the person when i used answer? to when i used to do a controller throw yeah like when i was a teenager my mom would just walk over to my bedroom door and kind of speak into the room and say are you having fun yeah and, and you know what just let them don't i don't know i don't know um also, take him to the track for. I'm I'm sure if he wrote a question on the page, he's the kid's been to the track. But if he hasn't been to the track, be like, hey, what kind of vehicle do you like? Don't get him a wheeler. If he says he likes a wheeler, <laughs> don't just don't. It's not something to start out with for kids. But let's say he likes a two wheel buggy. Get him a cheap two wheel buggy and put a slower than average motor in it. Get a hobby wing fixed timing motor, something he can drive. Because nothing will scare a kid away more than he puts a car on the track, bang into the wall a whole bunch. He just breaks it every time he puts it on. That's not fun for a kid. Get, give him something he can get around the track. Um, and just emphasize the fun part about it. Like I'm bringing Joe 3 up to Duluth, and I'm going to bring the crawler with and all that stuff. We're staying at uh, Kevin Van Hurt's place. And it's not going to be so much about the racing as more like having fun outside while there's racing happening. Sure. I don't know. Because I tried, so, <laughs> and, and guess me how I know. I tried from experience. I tried um, 
getting serious with Joe three and what he did with me was he pulled back. Goes, I don't yeah. want to race. Oh, okay. Cause when I got into it, I just loved it immediately, but I didn't have the same kind of distractions as he had. Yeah. Right. RC racing was the most technological advanced, cool thing you could do back in 1988. Now, racing doesn't hold a candle to some of this shit out there. Right. So. If you want to give it a fair shake, I would say um, they don't get to bring their device in with them. Right. I I have a great point. I have also made that a rule. No devices. If you need entertainment besides the track, bring Legos. You're right. Because if if you're doing it right... um, Practice days actually go by pretty fast because you drive, you should marshal, everybody should marshal, and you need to do the little things on your car too at the at the bare minimum. Sure. You know, the kid needs to be taking the wheels off, washing the tires, bringing them back, and between all those three and having your snacks and, you know, helping them drive this and that, that should take up all of the time that you're there. Joe 3 loves to marshal. I, I hate to say this. I hate him marshalling. <laughs> Why is that? Because he doesn't look both ways. He's taken so many vehicles to the ankles. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you know, yep. y- you think eventually he's going to learn. Maybe. I don't know, man. He might have my stubbornness in him. But, yeah, that that is a great point. Don't bring tablets, all that shit. They don't need it. And like, have you seen? I mean, bring them, bring them for the car, so they're not freaking bugging you nonstop for an hour and a half on the way to the track. But so, devices stay in the car. Yep. Nope. I only even bring it for the only time I let Joey. Joey's a different story, though. Like he gets funky about devices. Like he's, I don't like him having them. Period. So I, I let him use things very sparingly. Um, I let him bring the tablet down to muscatine and then that stayed in the car because that was a five and a half hour drive man we've been going for a while that's been a good episode that's been sure all right well um yeah we'll go again in about probably a week and a half two weeks so if that's cool with the plan man uh i have sufficiently ran out of content and i've ran out of talent talk to you later guys